Hello, and welcome to the Air Cargo World On Air podcast. Today, we interview John Perry, President and COO at Mercury Air Cargo, regarding the company's visualization of its ops at LAX amid airport congestion and expansion plans. Mercury Air Cargo recently began implementing cargo communication and payment platform Cargo Sprint Sprint Pass at its LAX facilities on October 1st. The move is intended to decrease waiting times for freight forwarders picking up import shipments and support the flow of cargo through facilities as LAX faces continued congestion issues. Stay tuned now for the interview with John. Hi, John. Do you hear me? I can hear you fine. Thank you. Okay, brilliant. Great. So thanks again for taking the time to speak to me. So I wanted to ask about your operations out of LAX, as you guys are one of the main handlers there, and then kind of moving forward, what you're looking at, trends you're seeing, and then also, like everyone else, we're interested in learning more about kind of what's going on at LAX. With, you know, yeah. cargo Don't we all? I mean, yeah, right? it, it, the structure is crumbling and being rebuilt around us at the same time. So it's um, it's a very dynamic environment. I've been here for, uh, since 1972, and okay. it's um, the the changes have been slow, and uh, unfortunately, they haven't kept up with the pace of incoming um, operations, new new airlines coming in. And uh, the the airport you know, being 3,500 total acres, it's it's at capacity. It's been at capacity for some years now. But yeah, we've got okay. two million square feet of warehouse space and 2.4 million tons of cargo. So by any measurement, we're oversubscribed by 40 percent. Wow. Okay. So what's the percentage of volumes you would say you handle moving through LAX? We handle 24 percent of all volumes going through LA, and that was before. We were successful in securing Cargolux, Alaska, and WestJet. So I imagine, best guess estimate at the present time, 27%. Quarter of the quarter of the tonnage going through LA is handled by a Mercury facility. Then to kind of meet that growing demand, I mean, you guys are already at capacity. I know that LAX has talked about new cargo infrastructure plans. I mean, there's a lot going on with that, and to my understanding, it's been pushed back another two years. There, there's so many projects going on. The widening of, of Century, which is the main arterial road going in, the improvements to all the terminals, the improvements of the uh, roadside beautification, uh, the mid project, uh, the centralized power unit, uh, and the list goes on and on. This airport is uh, absolutely uh, expanding quicker than I, I believe uh, we can. Um, CCC, the cargo Century Cargo Complex, which was... Um, uh, foreseen four or five years ago, and then the, it started getting traction about three years ago into RFQ, and then the RFP came out. And I, I think the reality of life is, is it's, cargo is important to LAWA, and they are focusing on it as the priority to address the capacity and getting modernized buildings. But it is just how many projects can you put in and be effective at one time? How many can be on the on the sheet and and be successfully achieved? Um, because every every project takes uh, support and trucks and material and people and 3,500 acres. We're number 46 in the United States in regards to size, but we're number one when you talk about cargo. You take Louisville and, and Memphis and Anchorage out when it's just straight cargo, freighter and passenger. We're number one. We're number two in passenger traffic, just behind Atlanta. Um, but we're 46th in size. 
So how do you achieve this this improvement, this LAMP improvement, landside modernization program, and the infrastructure of the airport without compromising day-to-day operations? You have to do it in pieces. So the deferring of the CCC, I think, was a prudent move, although I'd love to see a modern building. I think it's just too much too too quickly. And I think if they defer two years or so once, once the um, APM is in, uh, I think the, that project will go a lot smoother. But we, absolutely, we need need more cargo facilities and we need modern facilities that can handle the volumes we're dealing with. Uh, we're, we're working out of one building that was built prior to World War II and it wasn't designed for cargo. So that... Those are the issues that uh, we're dealing with at Los Angeles, but uh, we're making LAWA is working very hard and making strides to make this a modern airport and uh, a functional one to deal with the growth that's uh, foreseen. And uh, cargo is definitely a priority. There's, uh, I'm, I'm certain of it. How are you working kind of to accommodate growth in your facility? Um, I remember you mentioned that there was some reorganization there. In our world of cargo, there's two products, basically, import and export. Export mm-hmm. is self-policing. You know the time the flight's going to depart. So it sort of manages itself. Mm-hmm. The forwarder knows what time they need to drop the cargo off to meet the flight. We know how long it takes to process the cargo to do the TSA screening, loading, preparing, and presentation to the ramp for loading on board the aircraft. That is very linear. Import is not. Import is a reactionary product, and that's why Joshua Wolf was brought into this this um, this modernization or digitization of our import processes. Uh, we want dock assignment times. We want to reduce the dwell time that a truck stays at our dock. The trucks right now for imports will stay almost four times longer at our docks than an export truck will. That's because when they show up, they'll pick up five or six different consignments from five or six different carriers, and we don't know they're picking them up until they show up to the dock. So it's reactionary. What we're trying to do is get the information to us, what they intend to pick up, when they want want to pick it up, and then assign them a door. So when they show up, the freight's already pulled. We know if everything's cleared for customs and released into commerce, and we can deliver it. And our, our goal, lofty as it is, is to have the same... Uh, truck dwell time for export as we do for or for import as we have for export. So we, we speed up the process considerably, which means trucks are not waiting in queues. They're not having a carbon footprint as much as they have at the present time. Where our buildings are run more efficiently because we have more knowledge to what is required at what time, as we do with export. And Joshua Wolf has been instrumental in taking us to the next level of this digitization. We have responsibilities on our side, just like the truckers do, to show up on time, to have their documents done. The broker needs to clear the consignment in a timely fashion. The importer of record needs to pay any fees that are required. So it is, this system will bring all the, the stakeholders of the import product together. Okay, so have you already started using that, or is that being implemented? It's being implemented, and we started it um, uh, October 1, and we're rolling it out. We're, we're, in fact, we're going out to the market to uh, meet with the import, department, uh, import departments of the forwarders to tell them what's available and how they can uh, take part in this program. And we've got some buy-in so far, but it's difficult when we're the only one doing schedules because mm-hmm. if a truck makes a loop, if XYZ Forwarding Company 
is retrieving cargo from 15 different carriers. They could show up at a carrier, and that wait time could be three hours. But if they have a reservation with us at 11. So he starts at 7, now he's at 10. But he's got two more stops before he gets to us. So it's difficult that we're, we're on a structured basis, mm-hmm. and the rest of the community presently is come as, you, as your time permits. That's frustrating, but it's good you're a first mover. So. Well, we, we need to. Otherwise, we're going to, yeah. you know, the sign of insanity is expecting a different outcome doing the same thing. And the responsibility is with all of us, everyone in the air freight community, is to improve the processes. And that means that we have to change our ways to a degree. We have to look at things from a different perspective and how to, to uh, streamline the import processes. And the import processes impact the export process. So we've also moved all our imports to specific docks and our exports to specific docks. So we're not going to impact the export product. Because there's nothing okay. worse than a cargo being delivered 20 minutes after closeout and doesn't make the flight. So then when you meet with the forwarders, what will the next step in the process be after that? Well, we're, we will be pushing to get everyone on a reservation uh, basis. Uh, we, we handle, for example, in one of our buildings, we handle 13 different carriers. And a trucker could be picking up for 13 different carriers. In, in our previous life, we'd have that at 13 different or uh, four different desks. So that, that import trucker would back up to a door and then go to four different desks, pay, sign his documents, retrieve them, they go to the warehouse, and at that time, then the transaction commences. What well, we want to be ahead of it, where they send the information to us, we know what is to be retrieved, we set it up at a door, and it is delivered. When the guy backs up, ultimately, they don't even have to go to the office any longer. They just know they have to hit door 22 at 10 o'clock. They hit door 22, and lo and behold, there'll be a guy with an iPad that said, here's your, we've already got your driver's license, we've got your DEO, we've got your ATME, we've got all your information, this is the consignments you're picking up. Here's your, your 12 lots that you are to sign for, he signs for it on an iPad, and he's gone. Versus getting out of his truck, walking to different counters, waiting in a line, it is is pre-programmed. So that's what our intent is in the long term, and we are probably halfway there, three-quarters of the way there. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I'll have to follow up with you on that and see how it's going in a few months. It's going to take a while. The cultures take a while to change. Processes mm-hmm. take a while to change, especially if you've been doing it for generations, actually. But once they see the benefit that they can get in and out, and they're more productive, and the trucks aren't waiting, that's a heck of an asset to be sitting on the street for an hour and a half to wait for a doctor. So if if the benefits are, are identified and um, quantified by the people using our services, I think uh, this will catch on. I mean, we'll have the, the over-the-road truckers that just don't have the ability to, and we'll have some doors for them. But we want the, primar- the, the majority of our doors to be assigned to specific customers at specific times. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's just getting people on board. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is yeah. changing the culture. It's changing the way people have worked for years and years. And it, it is you know, like a salmon. You swim it upstream a little bit, but um, at the end of the day, I think uh, the product will be improved. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it, um, especially when the benefits start to show. So, uh, as soon as someone said, mm-hmm. wow, why did that truck get in? He was behind me. He was flagged over to door 22, and he was in and out 
in 20 minutes. And I've been here for two hours. Well, what, what do I have to do? So we're handing out flyers to the truckers. We've got mm-hmm. our sales um, team going out to the large forwarders saying, you could do this. I think it's a, it's a very logical approach, and I think it's a simple approach, but we need everyone to take part in it. We need everybody to play the same game, read from the same hymnal. With um, the work that you're doing with Joshua, are you which building are you rolling that out of first? Or? We're rolling it out of the two largest buildings, um, the two one, we call 213-6040 Avion and uh, 6041 Imperial. Uh, between the two of them, we're moving through... For 38 million kilos a month, those will be our litmus test. Okay, got it. But we to make it effective, it's got to be universal. Yeah, you can't have uh, uh, variations of the theme, you know, in, in different processes. We got to have one process, and that's going to be that's got to be a um, uh, an acceptance by the market that that is the way that is best for us to handle import cargo. Again, export is not the issue. Export is uh, an expedited process, and it's self-leasing. But the import is a little bit of the wild, wild west. We just need to clean it up and uh, and get the responsibilities with all the stakeholders for them to do their job, for all of us to do our job. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome, Chelsea. Have yourself a great day. For everyone out there listening at home, be sure to check in for our next podcast, More News on the World of Air Cargo.